what happens when this hormone is too high too often. It can cause an increase in body fat, slow the metabolism by affecting thyroid levels, lead to inflammation, induce cravings, literally just create a big old metabolic mess. Welcome to Rev Your Metabolism with Alicia Murphy. I'm Alicia, your host, creator of Stress Monkey Fitness, The Rev Method, and your go-to health coach for being super fit and unstoppable after 40. With 15 years of rocking the fitness and nutrition industry, plus overseeing the wellness program for a major shoe company, I'm here to share my knowledge with you. Are you ready to join me on an exciting journey to restore your metabolism, boost your health, and turn back the aging clock? On this podcast, we'll unlock the secrets to boundless energy, burning more fat naturally, and feeling confident in your own skin. Get ready to soak up simple yet powerful strategies that will transform your health and fitness game. These tips will be a game changer, so hang on to your hats and glasses. And do not forget to hit that follow button so you won't miss any of our amazing tips and tricks. All right. Let's rev it up. Hey, yo, welcome to the Rev Your Metabolism podcast. It's me, Alicia. I'm so happy you're here. So go ahead, go grab your shoes, lace up, get out there. Let's walk and talk while I share this really important information with you. We're going to talk today about unlocking your metabolism's potential with two hormones. And before I jump into this, and before you get out there and you're walking, I want to remind you that I created an amazing checklist that goes over how to balance your blood sugar. You can download it at stressmonkey.com balance. And remember that monkey is spelled with two E's rather than E-Y. And guess what? Just to make it easy for you, Wherever you're listening to this, you can just scroll down to the show notes, and I have it linked up there for you. So all you got to do is press the link, and you can go grab that because you really want to start to make sure that you have consistently regulated blood sugar. Super important. Okay, here we go, talking about your metabolism and two big old hormones that govern the efficiency of your metabolism. The impact of the hormones that rule the metabolism on our ability to get lean or to boost our health is starting to get a lot more notice. And that's amazing. Most of us can acknowledge that getting lean is not as simple as calories in versus calories out. I'm going to do a whole episode talking why only focusing on calories can be an issue. But now there seems to be all over the internet, two camps that argue, which matters more, calories or hormones? This side over here argues that a calorie is a calorie is a calorie. As long as you eat less than you burn, you're going to lose weight, and that's all that matters. But then way over here on this side, they're saying, don't worry about calories. Skip 
the bread, eat a bunch of bacon, and you'll get massive results. Rever, who is right? It's funny how we humans tend to have to be on such an extreme one way or the other. Am I right? But of course, the answer to the question, which matters more, calories or hormones, is not that black or white. I want to read a quote to you by Dr. Brooke Kalanick. She's from Girls Gone Strong. Love, love Girls Gone Strong. Check them out if you haven't yet. But here's this quote. There is no denying a fundamental law. A calorie deficient needs to exist. I'm sorry. Can I start that over again? Deficient. (laughs) Rewind. There is no denying a fundamental law. A calorie deficit needs to exist in order for your metabolism to dip into stored energy. But how you get there, how you create that deficit, and how you play with your metabolism day after day to keep it from adapting and slowing down, not to mention manage cravings, energy, and appetite surges that can occur when you just blindly cut calories, that has everything to do with hormones. So here is the discussion we're going to get into. Of course, calories play a role. You can eat 20,000 calories of carrots every day, and of course, you're not going to get the best results. However, I've said this many times before, The metabolism is not a simple calculator where you just subtract and add. I wish it was. It would make it so much easier. But it is a much more multifaceted situation here. So today, let's just really dig in on these hormones that are major key players in the control and the functioning of your metabolism. So there's many hormones that impact your metabolism, and they all matter, of course. However, for most of you listening, my sweet little revers, having a better understanding over two of your main metabolic hormones will be a ginormous help in reaching your physique goals in a healthy way. And these hormones are, my good friends, Insulin and cortisol. And don't worry, my sweet little butterscotch. Your girl Alicia is here to make understanding this incredibly important topic easy, breezy, lemon squeezy. Let's talk about why understanding these two hormones, insulin and cortisol, is crucial to you getting long-term real results. Number one. You have a lot of control over these two hormones through diet and lifestyle. You may not be able to rehabilitate your thyroid function with food alone, but you know that by managing your stress a bit better, getting better sleep and eating 
healthier, less overly processed foods that you'll feel better and you know it's healthy for you. Well, guess what? That's you managing your insulin and your cortisol. And when you manage one of those two, you're managing the other. And guess what upcoming episodes are going to be about? That's right. We're going to really dig in deeper. Today, I just want to introduce to you this idea of insulin and cortisol, what they do in your body. And I'm going to give you a couple of tips to start to manage them better. But I want to really dig in on cortisol, ways to manage it. And I want to really dig in on insulin, ways to manage it. So that's going to be in an upcoming episode. You're going to want to tune in. Before I go any further with reasons why you want to understand these hormones, guess what it's time for? It's time for Fact or Fiction. Oh, was wild. All right, here we go. Fact or Fiction. Insulin is sometimes referred to as the fat storage hormone. You think that's fact? Or do you think it's baloney? Fiction. So that's a fact. Insulin, the hormone insulin, is sometimes referred to as the fat storage hormone. And I'm going to touch on this later, so I'm not going to go too deep into it here, but insulin is an anabolic hormone meaning it likes to build up. So yes, it will build up fat. However, we can't make it the villain here because insulin also helps to build up muscle. In fact, if you don't have insulin, you would not be with us any longer. You need insulin to live, which is the problem with me being a type 1 diabetic. I do not make insulin. So let's not make insulin the bad guy because we need it. We just need the right amounts at the right times. Okay, let's dig in again on why is understanding these hormones going to give you long-term real results. So number one, we talked about because you have a lot of control over these two hormones through diet and lifestyle that you don't have over other hormones. Well, number two, the beauty of these hormones is that they will talk to you. Yes, that's right. The body and these hormones, insulin and cortisol, will give you clues. You just have to learn how to listen. Insulin and cortisol speak to you through things like your appetite, cravings, energy, sleep. In fact, I love this, Dr. Jade Tita. um, He's based out of Santa Monica, California. He came up with this acronym that he calls SHMEC. And it's spelled S-H-M-E-C. I'm going to put it down in the show notes for you so that you can see it with your very own little peepers. But SHMEC stands for sleep, hunger, mood, energy, and cravings. So this is your cortisol and insulin talking to you. If, if any of those things seem off, then you want to look at your lifestyle. You want to look at the food you're eating, okay? You're going to look at cortisol and insulin, and again, you're going to learn more about that in the next episode, 
But for today, just know that if you learn to listen into these schmeck clues, it's going to tell you a whole lot about the way your body is responding when it comes to insulin and cortisol. Okay, and the last reason you really want to understand these two gems of metabolic hormones, insulin and cortisol, is because they greatly impact all other hormones. Remember that your hormones are like an orchestra, right? And I've mentioned this before. Some people say, think of your hormones like a web. They're all connected. But I like the analogy of this orchestra idea. There's all these different instruments playing. These different instruments are all your hormones. Now, one instrument goes off and is out of key and sounds horrible. Now the whole orchestra is off. So I want you to think of your hormones like that. They're all connected. And insulin and cortisol greatly impact all your other hormones. So if you can learn how to positively impact insulin and cortisol, it's only going to positively impact other hormones. All right. Now let's talk about how these hormones work. And again, I'm not going to go super deep here. Don't worry. I'm going to make this very simple to understand, but you need to understand these things. You ready? Let's talk about insulin. So again, I mentioned this already, insulin is an anabolic hormone, meaning it likes to build up. So it builds both muscle and fat. You release insulin in response to any rise in blood sugar, whether it's due to eating or to stress. I'm going to say that again, because remember that stress causes a rise in blood sugar. We talked about this in episodes five and six. So if you haven't heard those yet, go on back, check them out. They're good, good stuff. But I'm going to say this again. You release insulin in response to any rise in blood sugar, whether it's due to eating or to stress. I'm going to tell you, we're going to go over really quickly, and again, I'm going to oversimplify this, how the body controls blood sugar levels. All right, you eat food. And the body's going to turn that food. Most of the time what we're talking about is carbohydrates. And I do want to be thorough here and say that there is an insulin response when we eat protein and fat. But it's a different mechanism and it's not as much as carbs. So I'm going to just go ahead and say, in this example, we eat carbohydrates, and those carbohydrates are going to turn into something called glucose. Now, glucose goes into your bloodstream. So that's what we call blood sugar. So you could call it blood glucose, or you could call it blood sugar. Now, you've got this blood sugar cruising around in your body, but guess what? high levels of blood sugar is toxic for your body. So your body has to find a way to get rid of those levels of blood sugar. Insulin does that. So your pancreas senses that your blood sugar is starting to rise. So your pancreas starts to release insulin. Now in your bloodstream, you've got the sugar, right? The glucose and you've got insulin. And now I want you to think of insulin as the key that's gonna go around the body to certain places and unlock the cells 
And then the cells are going to allow that sugar, that glucose, to enter the cell. Does that make sense? Yeet carbs, turns to glucose, insulin comes to take that glucose, the blood sugar, and it goes like a key and unlocks cells in certain areas of the body to allow the sugar into the cells. Yeah? Okay. It's going to go to the liver and the muscles. And then what doesn't fit in liver and muscles, if it's not used as energy, if that blood sugar is not used as energy, it gets stored as fat. Okay? That's how it works. And you know what I think that we should do right now? How about a little fact or fiction, baby? Fact or fiction? Oh, man. i got to really stop singing. Probably hurting your ears. I'm going to walk. All right, fact or fiction. Insulin resistance occurs when your cells do not respond appropriately to insulin's messages. Fact or fiction. Insulin resistance occurs when your cells do not respond appropriately to insulin's messages. That's a fact. That is a fact. And it's a huge problem. So basically... Again, oversimplifying this, when there's too much insulin, too often, the cells, remember how insulin's the key to come unlock the cells? The cells start to literally reject the insulin. And that is insulin resistance. It's not good. I'm going to talk more about it in this next episode that I'm telling you about, um, that I keep referring to. So you want to come back because it is a big topic. And my concern is a lot a lot, a lot, a lot of Americans are probably in some way, shape, or form insulin resistance. I wish I knew the number on this, but I'm telling you right now, it's a big number. So this is something you really want to learn about. Okay, so we talked about insulin and its job. Let's talk about cortisol. Cortisol is secreted by the adrenal glands, our main stress hormone. It has a couple of jobs, including raising blood sugar. So you got to think of cortisol and insulin. They work together. They're kind of like on a teeter-totter, right? Insulin's job is to come lower the blood sugar, and cortisol's job is to raise the blood sugar. But listen to this. Cortisol is vital for life. It's necessary for fat burning and is even anti-inflammatory in small doses. That is the key word right there, in small doses. I've told this analogy before. We think of stress. Our stress response has two main components, okay? And we have sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. And I like to call those the stress monkey and the zen monkey. So think of stress monkey as your fight or flight. Zen monkey is what we call rest and digest. So... It's not that your stress monkey is a bad thing. You need your stress monkey. Like I just said, cortisol is vital for life. It's necessary for fat burning to happen. And it can be anti-inflammatory in small doses. But where we're running into problems is that for many people, the stress monkey is ruling the roost. So you need to start to give your Zen monkey a little more love. And we're going to talk more about that in the episode where I'm going to talk about ways to manage your cortisol. But for now, just realize that 
Let's not make cortisol into a bad guy. Your stress monkey is not a bad dude. And we need it, but we need to take breaks from it, okay? So what happens when cortisol is too high too often? It can cause an increase in body fat. It can slow the metabolism by affecting thyroid levels. It can lead to inflammation. It can induce cravings. It can create a big old metabolic mess. That is not what we are looking for here. This is not the metabolic mess podcast. It's the Rev Your Metabolism podcast. And cortisol is a hormone that can behave very differently depending on the amount and frequency with which your body releases it. So do you understand why it's so important for you to understand cortisol and insulin? Because you have such an impact on these hormones and they can either be extremely beneficial for your body or they can be a humdinger that can really, really jack up your metabolism in a negative way. All right, so let's go back and remember what I said about the hormones as an orchestra, right? They all play together. So unfortunately, the roles of hormones aren't as straightforward as this hormone does this, this hormone does that, right? They're all linked They're all playing in that orchestra together. But again, you positively are impacting your cortisol and insulin through your diet and your lifestyle. And when you are positively impacting cortisol and insulin, it's only going to positively impact all those other hormones. Okay, you know how you go to a restaurant And they have all these different combos. You know, the combo one, number one, comes with, you know, whatever. Something good. It comes with a salad and a soup. Combo number two comes with, you know, fill in the blank. So you're at the restaurant. I'll have me a combo number seven, please. Well, guess what the absolute worst combo is? We know likey. I don't ever want you to order this combo. The worst combo is insulin and stress, which is the typical American lifestyle. Tons of insulin, (laughs) tons of stress. When insulin and cortisol, okay, remember that cortisol is a stress hormone, okay? So when insulin and cortisol are elevated together, it makes storing fat easier and burning fat harder. Whoa. I mean, and that combo can come in many different ways, but let's think about the typical American lifestyle, right? We're we're eating overly processed carbohydrates. We're stressing out all the time, and those two elevated together. Did you hear what I said? Storing fat is easier when they're elevated together, and burning fat is harder. Jeez Louise, no wonder... We are having such a shitstorm when it comes to all of this obesity epidemic and what, you know, which leads to all these different diseases in this country. Okay, but here's good news, Rever. I'm here 
to help you manage these hormones like a boss. That's right. In the upcoming episodes, I'm going to deep dive into ways to manage insulin and cortisol. I'm hopefully going to do it all in one episode, but it might be too big of an episode. So, and I, I don't, I don't like to give you too much information all at once. And I don't want you to have to be out for a super long walk while we're walking and talking. So I might do one episode dedicated to insulin. I might do one dedicated to cortisol. Stay tuned. We'll see. But it's going to be the next episode. So you want to come back. And don't worry. I'm not going to leave you hanging today. I'm not going to tell you, you need to manage these two hormones and then not give you any idea of what you can start doing now. Like like today, now. But first, you guessed it, it is time for Fact or Fiction. Fact or Fiction, insulin resistance is linked to fat storage, weight gain, prediabetes, diabetes type 2, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, PCOS, and so much more. Obviously, that's a fact. I didn't do any fiction ones today. Hmm. All right. Next time. This is why I really, really hope that you will come back and listen to the episode about insulin resistance because the insulin resistance is going to make it much easier for you to gain weight, much easier for you to gain fat. It, it leads to pre, well, it is pre-diabetes and type 2 diabetes non-alcoholic fatty liver. I mean, there's so many different things going on here that are all linked to insulin resistance. So it's an important topic to understand. Um, Okay, and I'm also in that episode that I'm going to talk about insulin resistance, I'm going to talk about a way, I'm going to teach you how to look at your blood work. And it's going to be a way to know if you may indeed have an insulin resistance issue. So you're going to want to come back for that for sure. All right, let's talk about a few ways, a few things that you can start to do right now to help to manage your insulin and your cortisol. Number one, I'm going to give you three ways. These are all things you can start doing today, today. Number one, stop grazing what I call sneaky snacking. You got to learn to ask yourself, do I feel hungry before you eat? We were told back in the 90s, you should never feel hungry. You should be constantly eating. No, there is absolutely benefit to allowing yourself to feel that sensation of hunger. I am not saying to starve yourself, okay? But what I am saying is that feeling where you're like, oh yeah, I feel hungry. That is a great thing, okay? So this idea of eating every couple of hours, and I've talked about this in the blood sugar um, issue, the blood sugar episode. I just have to say for a second, I'm cracking up. There's all this construction going on outside, and it's like I have to keep stopping. I'm going to have to edit all these little banging and hammering out, my dog barking. So I'm going to just try the best I can to get... (laughs) this episode. All right, so going back to what I was saying about when I talked about blood sugar 
and a good way to balance your blood sugar is leaving three to four hour windows in between eating. And what you learned about insulin today, it just makes sense, right? Because when you eat and your body releases insulin, and we talked about the fact that too much insulin too often can lead to insulin resistance. So this idea of eating every two hours, especially as we're getting older, you have this constant blast of insulin, and that is not a good way to manage your insulin. <laughs> so if you're hungry, I'm not saying don't eat, eat if you're hungry. But ideally, we're looking for three to four hour windows in between eating. That was number one, stop sneaky snacking. Number two, Stop eating when you're no longer hungry. You just need to keep asking yourself as you're eating, have I had enough? Have I had enough? And if the answer is yes, then stop eating. Let's, let's quit with this idea that we have to clean our plate. I know we were raised that way, but don't do it. When you're eating, don't get to the point where you're stuffed. You just want to ask yourself, have I had enough? And if the answer is yes, then stop eating, all right? The third way that you can help to start to manage your insulin and cortisol is moderate-paced walking. And my friend, this is why I am literally out walking every single day, and, and now you're understanding more and more why I am imploring you to get out and get your walk as you're listening to this podcast because moderate-paced walking, it helps to balance your blood sugar, yes, but it also helps to regulate insulin and lower the stress hormone cortisol. So those three things, stop constantly grazing, only eat when you're hungry. Stop eating when you're no longer hungry, right? Have I had enough? Stop eating. And the third one is moderate paced walking. And don't tell me I don't have time to go on a walk. I don't care if it's for five minutes. I want you to start to get in the habit of any chance you have, you're out walking. You're parking your car far away. Just move your body. Yeah? Okay. So real quick, one more time. Don't forget, you can go grab that balance your blood sugar checklist which is also going to help you manage your insulin and cortisol because blood sugar, insulin, and cortisol, they are all three linked together, intrinsically and intimately linked together, okay? So you can get that at StressMonkey, spelled with two E's, stressmonkey.com slash balance, or you can just scroll on down to the show notes and you can grab it there. All right, we made it. We got through it. The hammering's probably going to start any second again. I'm so glad that you were here with me today. And again, the next, the next episode, I think there's going to be a lot of aha moments for you and a lot of gems that you do not want to miss. I do have a big favor to ask you. If you're getting something out of this podcast, if you could leave me a rating or a review, maybe tell your friends about it. I am just on a mission to help people over 40 to feel better to be healthy, to, to feel as great as they deserve to feel, okay? All right, thank you for spending time with me. The hammering has started again, so I'm out, but I will see you.